0: Welcome to the Three Questions Podcast. We take questions from our church family and do our best to answer them from a biblical worldview. All of us have the privilege to serve the Lord's Church here locally at Southern Hills Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. Doug Melton is our lead pastor. Ruffin Snow is our pastor of prayer and member care. Jeremy Johnson is our pastor of community and communications. And my name is Daniel Snow, and I get to be pastor of discipleship and young adults uh, three ways you can turn in questions. You could go to the website, myshbc.com slash contact. You could email free questions podcast at myshbc.com with the number three at the beginning, or you could text 505-258-2076, and those questions are always kept anonymous. And fun fact for today, we are... Uh, I guess you could say broadcasting. We are uh, doing this podcast, recording this podcast from Davis, Oklahoma. Bulls Creek. That's right. This is big time. This is big time. On the road with three questions podcast. <laughs>
1: this is our first time.
0: That's right. Remote. Man, oh man. I mean, like new things. Pushing the envelope, folks. Um, okay, I did. I did make a promise last week that I need to make good on and I said that there was a new Cracker Barrel story, and there is, and it it happened uh, about a week ago. Um, Yes, it's true. Cracker Barrel is the place that I took Jenny when I tricked her into our first date. Also, the place I took her on the night that I proposed. I did not propose at Cracker Barrel, but yeah, it has so, I mean, that's the place you think of when you think of romance, and you think classy, fine dining. The checkers. It, at checkers yeah oh, it's just, the, the rocking romance. chairs the shopping for trinkets <laughs> and knickknacks before and after the meal um okay so we jenny and i just the two of us went and had dinner there about a week ago and as we oh which by the way i can't remember what jenny had but i had for the first time the oh man um the hash brown casserole breakfast. So hash browns topped with cheese, topped with scrambled eggs, then topped with a generous helping of bacon. Yeah, so I know your mouths are watering, but just try to control yourselves. Okay, so we go to check out afterwards, go to the cash register, there's quite a line, it's our turn. Um, like like a modern man, I am um, I am applying a gift card to this purchase that was kindly given. There's only, but there's only a little bit left on it, so I know it's going not gonna cover the whole thing. So I swipe that. The little keypad says, "Enter your PIN number," and I say out loud to the cashier, "I don't think I have a PIN number for this because in my mind I'm thinking this isn't connected to my bank account, or is it?" And so, uh, I say that out loud. My wife Jenny says, it's on the back of the card, you goof. And, 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 um, and, and so then, then I, say, uh, I say, I look on the back of the card, she is exactly right. And she said, we really are turning into our parents, aren't we? Ah, ah. <laughs> to, which, to which I said, they could have made a commercial out of this. So the two of us are laughing pretty hard about this. The cashier, not so much. No. The people behind us, I don't know if it's possible to hear people's eyes rolling, but I think I heard them. And, uh, and so anyway, we had a great time, even at the, you know, checking out. Not everybody else had a good time, but we did. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Wait, so there's a pin number on a gift card? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I can show you later. Yeah, this do. is going to be a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, okay whole
1: story makes me want some beans and greens
0: yeah i mean that's it's quality it's it's always consistent quality at cracker barrel all right first question for actually okay so this is the great thing about today's podcast it's not going to be a normal podcast but Today is, so many of you know that my dad, Ruffin Snow, is celebrating 60 years of ministry right now. And uh, so we've asked him to be part of this podcast and to give us three biblical lessons that he has learned throughout these years. And so I'm pretty excited. I am too. I want to hear this. this. Well, it's
1: just a blessing to be here. With uh, my son, Daniel, (laughs) and sort of my son in the ministry. There you go. Doug. Douglas (laughs) O'Melton. Who took him on his very first mission trip? Rough and snow.
0: (laughs) That's right. When he was just a pup. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right.
1: um, uh, um, I wouldn't bring up the fact that he took a suitcase full of canned um, <laughs> peaches and stuff right. like that Because he was concerned about I eating was in Cambodia going to survive the trip if nothing else <laughs> In Southeast Asia <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow So well I'm glad to be with you guys
0: Well we would love to hear What these lessons
1: are Well you know Our pastor asked me To preach about Some things that I learned uh, Last night Oh, I mean, not that I learned last right. night, but right. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway. I, and so, um, so I titled that message, Things That It Only Took Me 60 Years to Learn. And, Which uh, is a great title. Oh, beautiful. And, and so uh, I told about some things that are really significant to me. Um, for example, that uh, I, should re- I should pray with my Bible open, Tom Elif taught me that and uh, because it's a conversation with the Lord and so forth and then um, I think I mentioned that uh, that manly Beasley uh, taught us that um, that it's it's for me to speak biblical truth whether it's preaching or whether it's talking to somebody that I just met or or a friend or whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's up to God to, uh, all, all I have to do is be faithful. I can't talk somebody into salvation. Right. Um, and and I think that's huge. Uh, realizing that God's spirit, the Holy Spirit must, must convict hearts and bring people to God. And uh, I gave an example, which I think I won't give now, but, um, anyhow, um, that, that's something that, uh, Brother Manley taught us. And, uh, we're, we're, uh, by the way, if you heard a funny sound just then, it's because we're on remote here and, okay. Playing with the elements. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, Vance Havner, you know, he, um, uh, he taught me that, uh, what a blessing to know Vance Havner. Uh, he, that, um that your prayers can, the the way you pray are, are things that you pray for over and over, not vain repetition, but uh, the things that you are praying for often can direct, can give direction to your life. Mm-hmm. And it certainly was that way with Vance Havner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he prayed that, that he would be able to um, write books, you know, so that his, Ministry would last longer than he did, and uh, he wrote nearly 40 books. Uh, one of the greatest, the, his bestseller of all those books was uh, "Though I Walk Through the Valley," which is about the death of his wife yeah. Sarah, and it's a great book for anybody that loses a loved one. and And then the other thing was that he prayed that he'd be able to say things in ways that people could remember. Like when, and today you hear people, you hear preachers preach and use some of his expressions like, if Jesus isn't the Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that came from Vance Havner. Most people who say that, I mean, it is a truth, but um, they don't realize that Vance is the one who said that. Wow. And, um, and other things of that nature. But, so, uh, so Daniel asked me to, uh, share some other things that, um, that people have taught me. And see, I, I have this handy-dandy uh, uh, cell phone here that I've written them down on. And, uh, um, well, one is that um, pastors, I mean, this was for me as a young pastor. Mm-hmm. And it also came from um, Cliff Palmer and um, it was that pastors must treat their wife, their wife as a queen. That's good. Always. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean you have to always agree with your wife, but it does mean that you must always uh, make her feel like a queen in your eyes. And that's important for preachers because we pastors, we're trying to pastor, uh, whether it's a congregation of 20 or 20,000, why we are trying to help a lot of people right both on in preaching and and in personal counseling and so forth and um but the fact is that our wife needs attention and needs encouragement needs to be uh, buoyed up you know and Mm -hmm. uh, all and um and sometimes people can be kind of critical of pastor's wives, right? That hadn't happened too much in our life, but, um, uh, but sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. And those things are painful. And so anyway, we, we must, um, teach our wife. I mean, we must treat our wife like a queen. And there are a lot of ways that we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be extravagant. A second thing is something that, you know, I, I, I did get to talk to James Dobson personally one time. But, That's um, neat. This, uh, yeah, well, I was on a committee, and we, we spent the day with him out at, in um, Colorado Springs at the, when he was with Focus on the Family. Of course, he founded Focus on the Family. Right. And, um, but he said... Um, he said that um, you must not be a preoccupied father. Now, here is Daniel <laughs> right here <laughs> among us. And uh, and I'm sure that he can think of times when his dad, me, was preoccupied. But we can't afford to do that. And um, uh, I mean when our kids need our attention they need our attention i remember one time daniel that um, i came i was preached in perry oklahoma when i was pastor at eastwood in tulsa on a sunday night and i got home really late like i don't know if it was midnight or not but it was right right and um and so Melissa said, "Well, I, I finally told Joel he needed to go on to bed." And she said he was, "I don't know what he needs to talk to you about, but he wants to talk to you." And, um, and so I you know, you know, it was when we lived in that pink house. Oh yeah. And remember um, that. <laughs> and um, So I went up there, and he was sound asleep. And I remember we got him a waterbed, by the way.
0: You remember when? Oh, yeah. I remember he was the only one, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He kind of flipped that whole forgotten middle child completely on its head. But that's it's all good. I don't
1: really hold that. We got him a him. water bed because it was, it was the cheapest <laughs> kind of bed you could get in, a, in an extra long. Right, that would fit him. He was getting yeah. extra long, if, requi- if I remember. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, so, but I, the next morning, I said, I, when he got up, well, I I said, Joel, I'm really sorry that I got home so late, but you had something you needed to talk to me about. <laughs> and, yeah, I did. Um, and... And I I tried to give him my undivided attention and not laugh. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it had to do with, uh, <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't think I'll tell what it had to do with, but, um, anyhow, James Dobbs has said, you must not be a preoccupied father. Okay. I'll, let
0: me just jump in real quick and say that not because you're, sitting right here and we're doing this. But I've told many people this before. Um, In fact, in seminary, uh, somebody was doing a PhD project, and they're interviewing preachers, kids, PKs. um, And and I know they interviewed at least 50. I don't remember what the actual number was. And when they got done, I got to be part of that. And when we got done, they said, um, of the 50 people, I've interviewed. You're one of only three that has used the word "fun" for growing up, and um, and I said, "Well, that's just the truth." And and I really think a big part of it was that me and Joel and Jennifer knew that we weren't um, second. We weren't second chair to the church. Um, for you or for mom and i just think that made a huge difference
1: for us i tell you i i wouldn't take for the the um experience of having three kids that really were were fun to bring up you know i'm not saying they you know daniel would get hurt i mean he (laughs) one time he broke his arm was it your arm or your hand or something a wrist one time and a hand
0: another yeah. time
1: when uh pete uh, we, we we got the boys horses when uh, when joel was 14 and daniel was somewhere behind that and um uh we got those horses so that the boys had learned to be <laughs> responsible <laughs> and uh, of course um it definitely worked. Well, they, they There's no doubt. Re- I'm talking about high quality horse flesh. <laughs> Those horses cost two hundred dollars a piece, and, and <laughs> that's right, prime,
0: yeah, thoroughbreds. Yeah, no
1: question. Anyhow, one of them, uh, Pete, was Daniel's horse, and uh, Pete threw him and broke something. And we, I took him to the emergency room. He would never cry. I mean, he would. In fact. You know, discipline was uh, a little <laughs> <laughs> tough with with Daniel, but he, we, I took him to the to the hospital to the emergency down at Saint John's, and they kept having to put more and more, um, whatever, yeah. into him, yeah. and uh, because he never he never would um, act like he was in pain. Anyhow, the point is. It was fun growing up with these boys. I tried to stay halfway as grown up as they were. Um, But now then, uh, what I was about to say was number three, and that is um, that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm glad that somebody taught me that the borrower is the slave of the lender. Hmm. Of course, it's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And... um, I I really, until I went on staff at Eastwood, I had never heard a preacher preach about getting out of debt. Yeah. In fact, I thought if somebody would loan you some money, you ought to. (laughs) to It's the responsible thing to do to take it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And um, um, anyway, and I was really in debt. In fact, we had a car that was a lemon, and I'd bought it new, Mm. and. the pay, you know, it wasn't worth what I owed on it. Right. That's another story. But um, um, anyhow, I'm so glad about that. That somebody said, you know, you can you can get out of debt. And um, so, there. That car was the last car I ever purchased on time payments. Well, yeah. I'm not saying it's a sin to make payments, but. I don't think I can afford to make payments, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, um, the, so, uh, so that also means, but I, I in, in fact, I've shown folks how that they can start wherever they are and little by little get out of debt. If, you know, if you buy a $200 car, why, uh, if you're so excited about making car payments, keep making those payments to yourself mm-hmm. and um, uh, and build up a savings account. And then somebody says, well, what if the transmission goes out? Well, you know, twice we've bought um, uh, junk trans, I mean, not junk, <laughs> that's not the right word, <laughs> salvage. And, yeah. yeah, right. And salvage transmissions and put in cars mm-hmm. when we lost it. And, you know, they didn't cost as much as two or three car payments would have. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not saying you have to always have old cars. I'm just saying I'm glad somebody put a stop to my extreme borrowing. Yeah. And um, so now we don't have any debts. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm happy about that. It just makes life uh, a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'll say one more thing yeah. about another subject. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it's something I said at your ordination, Daniel, and uh, something that I said at your brother's ordination and a lot of other young men that uh, I've had the privilege of being a part of ordaining. I said, and that is to beware of the three W's. Do you remember? Um, I, I, I'm i sure I do, okay, but I all would right, love right. to hear them. Okay. <laughs> Again, (laughs) the three W's. Um, Oh, I do work, worry, and that's close women. That's right. Two out of three ain't bad Um, work. There's all for a pastor. There's always more work to do. You never go to bed at night. Well, I've got everything done that never Mm -hmm. needed to be done. I mean, and I mean, so work. A pastor can be either the hardest working man in town or he can be the laziest man mm-hmm. in town. And so have a good attitude, have a right attitude toward work. Yeah. Secondly is wages, oh. uh, to be a W. Yeah. Um, wages. I hadn't been a pastor uh, that had a staff very long before I got up to here over my, I mean, uh, with people that wanted to be on our staff, and they made such a big deal out of what was their package, right? You know, and um, and of course they have people, they have mouths to feed too, right? But wages, if if that becomes a big motivator in your life, boy, how do you? There are a lot of things you're just not going to be able to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think about. If, um, you know, at one time God called us to sort of a mission field right. way out west to less than half the salary that I'd had before. And, um, uh, and to in an economy that was half again more expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you remember we made this long list of things, I mean after we'd been there a year or so, of how God had just taken care of things. You know, and that uh, that would have cost us money.
0: Yeah. And And I was so little, I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, like I was just happy to be alive. And, (laughs) you know, because you guys, you didn't you
1: weren't moping around acting like. Yeah, we we don't have anything. We're in the dumps. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, but God just blessed us. Yeah. So work, wages and women um the fact is there are needy women who are sometimes attracted to some here's a you know <laughs> I used to wonder why anybody would be attracted to this to some balding overweight um <laughs> pastor well it's the fact that he's a caring person he's a, he's a spiritual person and you know um, there, there are things that, that the enemy of our souls makes attractive to, to folks, and and so uh, a pastor just must decide. I am not going to even give a smidgen of a chance um, to that kind of of distraction. Yeah,
0: that's really
1: good. That's really helpful.
0: And that is that is act married. Yeah, act, act married. married. That's
1: good. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all I can think of. I love it. <laughs> it's super helpful. That
0: is. And and Ruffin, I'll say it again. You are such an example to me, and I am so thankful for you. Um, and Ruffin, I love listening to your voice. I want you to know, seriously, I was going to be making comments along the way, and I just get so intrigued just
1: listening. Oh, my it goodness. It is such a great Gracious. Voice. It really is. And so You're I kind. enjoyed just listening to you. You're kind, Pastor. It's good stuff. It's the soothing soothing sounds of rough and snow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and
0: goodbye. That's what people tune in for right there. They do. Well, thanks a bunch for being willing to do this, Dad, and um, and Jeremy Johnson, thank you for producing this podcast uh, week after week, and you guys that listen, thanks for making the time wherever you are and whatever you're doing, and we, we really do hope it's helpful, and if it is, please... Think about subscribing uh, for your own help and and for it to keep coming without you having to check it. Um, You can also rate the podcast or you can share it with someone else, and that might help them also. And until next time, please, please remember that the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions.